today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Dan Malik, health sciences professor, Brock University. He is with us now. Dan, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Scott. How are you doing? Good. You? I'm well, thanks. So who is this shortage affecting? Is this affecting old customers who already have a system in place, or is this affecting the new customers who they're trying to get on board? Uh, it sounds like it's the new customers. Uh, I can't imagine, though, that a lot of people who are still going to their old sources are sort of speaking up a lot. Um, but from what I've heard, uh, yeah, the, the, there's still a there's still a supply. Um, it's just the the license supply is a little limited, as I think um, Jordan also mentioned. So, is this really helping the black market or hurting the black market? Because at the end of the day, we've opened up legalization, but we've restricted uh, uh, distribution for the next six months. This this is when black market's going to make the most amount of money, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think we might see some sort of concentration of um, so-called black market activities uh, in areas where there would be a high demand outside of the system anyway, like, for example, in Ontario where there are no stores and there are people who come in. I think I've mentioned this before. Where, you know, People come across the border and they right. can't go to a store because there are no stores and they can't order online because of the whole need an Ontario residence um, to do it, um, that, that may have helped the black market um, temporarily. Um, the black market in, as I think Jordan also mentioned, the black market in ed- edibles would probably continue. I don't know, though, if people who are uh, interested in... I don't know if it's going to expand the black market. I'll say that. It, I, I think that, if anything, the legal market might uh, cause a few people to you know, say, hey, I've never tried this, but maybe I will. Um, but I don't know if those same people would then say, well, I can't get it at the legal system, so I'm going to go find someone who knows someone, right? So I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, so at the end of the day, what you know, this was all designed to keep it out of the hands of kids mm-hmm. and to reduce or, or eliminate, I don't think you eliminate, but certainly reduce right. the black market. That being said, uh, and especially with from what I hear with prices and such, that this is doing none of that. All of this is really doing is catering to the next generation of consumers. Would that uh, be accurate? Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Well, for for example, you know, uh, at the end of the day, anybody who's already doing this is already doing it, has already their supply and such. Okay, so then right. they decide to look at the the retail market. They look at it, they go, well, there's supply shortages, it's a pain in the ass, the prices are too high, so I'm not going to bother with it. So um, the per- But, the, but yeah. the person who's interested in it and says, well, this is their, you know, key access point to it or the only key access point to it, they'll jump on board. So it really doesn't seem to me to be doing anything to curb the black market and the template that's been there forever. But what it is doing is it's taking, it's making sure that anyone else that jumps on board does it through them. Right. So, so what you're saying is that the people who would go to the the legal, um, through legal channels would be people who may not have been yeah have had a yeah I don't, who don't have a guy bear itself out in if you look at even just the lines at uh, the stores that, in other provinces I mean I doubt if most of those people had never smoked weed before right yeah um, so yeah I mean the, when the CMAJ came out and said any increase in uh, cannabis consumption will make this policy a failure they kind of missed the boat on that. But what also, because um, some people will be interested in trying it for the first time, um, especially when edibles come out. But I don't think that, I think that this temporary blip, this is a temporary blip. And as, as Jordan said, and as I, I've said before, you know, it will take some time to work out those kinks. 
Um, but there will be some, it, I doubt if it will, in, it could enrich the black market because laws of supply and demand, right? Lower um, supply means, yeah. uh, you know, you can charge more. Um, but over time, once they sort out the supply uh, system, and part of that might be to uh, loosen some of the rules around legalization of private um, um, man- manufactured growers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you need to have a supply, uh, a legal supply, so you have to find people who can supply it, and if they're not doing it legally, you might want to legalize them. Um, that might uh, also help. It will take some some sort of, uh, I think, a bit of soul-searching on the, on the part of um, regulators and legislatures around sort of the harshness of some of those rules around who can and cannot provide. Mm. Um, because uh, remember, originally the only providers um, were going to be the, those who were licensed uh, as, as um, medical cannabis right. um, producers, and the market was far beyond the medical cannabis. So they loved it, right? Yeah. Because that was going to, they were going to have a lock on the market, but yeah. it's just not there, right? I mean, it's not just that. They're, they just don't have the product yet. So whether the government wants to wait until they can expand their production, I was at a facility last week outside of Hamilton that is, that is expanding wildly, mm-hmm. um, but they're not growing yet, and then you have to grow it, right? Or if the government wants to say, you know what, there are growers out there, let's loosen the rules and uh, get this um, supply going so we can undercut the black market. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.